What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello, hello, and welcome to Not So Good Ideas Podcast. I'm Bree here with Eleni. Hi, and welcome to another episode where we talk about interior design and try to entertain you guys at the same time. What's going on? Oh, not not too much. Just, you know, on that work grind. Yeah. How was, did you get a three-day weekend? I got a three-and-a-half-day weekend. Oh. I had a half day on Friday. That's nice. Yeah, it was really nice. So. What did you guys do? Um, we really well. We just came back from a family trip, so we really didn't do too much. We just chilled like the whole time. It went by kind of fast. Like I just wanted to not do anything and talk to anyone the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we. So usually they have like a huge. This is my not so good idea. So usually we have um, like a huge firework show in this area because, you know, you're like in the mountains and it's like really cool up here. Mm -hmm. But because of like the climate and all the fires, um, I guess they decided to go against fireworks this year. And I don't know if that means forever, but yeah, at least for this year. So they were going to have a laser show. So like the whole community, like probably 20 to 30 families, like everyone climbed up. We have this trail that leads to like a hill and you can see all of the city. Hmm. And yeah. And so everyone did this, like did this little hike and went up to the top of the hill and you couldn't even see the laser show. And we took Willow and the show didn't start till 9.45. So it was a late, that was late for her. And we hiked this hill in the dark. Oh no. And we got, we got up there and everyone was like, is this it? And you couldn't <laughs> see anything. Like, like you couldn't even like barely see it. Like you didn't see anything. I saw, we saw like specks of light way down. It looked like car lights or something. Like, you couldn't see anything. Oh, my gosh. So we were all, everyone was like, what in the world? And everyone started leaving, and Willow was sad. So that was my not-so-good idea. Oh, that's so sad. That's <laughs> awful. I mean, I understand the reasoning behind it, but yeah. that, come on. What, what little kid doesn't want to see fireworks? That's so I sad. I know. I just... I mean, I I get it because we just had a big fire here recently. Yeah, it's better for the environment, but they do it over a lake, so I Mm -hmm. feel like that's a lot safer. Yeah, and it could still be done, but I don't know. The laser show was not a vibe. (laughs) This is not it. (laughs) Well, our situation was much different. We have an ordinance for like you're not allowed to do your own fireworks. Like you like. There's only one place that has like a permit to do it, and that's like the big park. 
Mm-hmm. Um, everybody and their mother was setting off fireworks at like 2 a.m. And I was like, and our neighborhood is filled with trees, filled everywhere. There's trees literally everywhere. And I was literally laying in bed, like, please don't let our house sit on fire. Please don't let our house sit on fire. Like, praying that nothing would catch from like the 500 fireworks that were going off. Um, but we didn't watch any. <laughs> oh my God. We didn't watch any either. Like there was, we only heard one firework go off. Like there wasn't anything. So I'm sorry. That sounds terrible. <sighs> it's one polar opposite from another. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, when we were in Omaha, they had fireworks like everywhere and we saw a firework show. So that counts, even though it was like a week oh. ahead. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a good idea um i feel like i have lots of good ideas oh <laughs> tell me all of them um first one is planned a trip finally for summer so I'm happy about that second i got to see my brother this weekend george oh. he came down to visit um for the weekend we only thought we were going to see him for one day because he was heading down to myrtle beach with one of his um why didn't i think of the name teammates <laughs> a brain fart i was gonna say co-worker and i was like that's wrong <laughs> um, he had a job with one of his teammates and they were on their way to myrtle beach so they like stopped for a day and so I only got to see him for a little bit because I was at work for most of the day. And then he was super tired of Myrtle Beach and decided to head back early. So he stayed with us on Sunday. Some good things, fun things. Me and Dylan's anniversaries this weekend. Oh, yeah, I know. Excited. Aww. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. I yeah. saw like all the throwback pictures of Greece. Hello. Dad, my parents are there right now and I'm watching my not so good idea, which was agreeing to watch Nico <laughs> for three weeks. He's a he's what? okay. He's a good dog. I'll give you credit, Nico. You are a good dog. <laughs> However, you are the yappiest little one I've ever heard. Like yap, 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 yap. He's probably like oh five, ten pounds. I don't know, but whenever he's like around the big dogs like he thinks he's like all macho so he'll just like run up to the window and he's like for <laughs> hours like there's nothing out there you can't get him to stop and nothing's working you just have to like pick him up and be like please shut up please stop talking <laughs> oh my god no i couldn't do it three weeks wow three weeks and for the most part he's pretty good but um when we first got him on Sunday yeah that's when my parents left um I let him out to go use the bathroom in the back and we have a pretty like deep backyard like the back parts are pretty woodsy mm-hmm. and he disappeared I couldn't find him and so I told Coco I was like Coco go find Nico he's really good at finding things <laughs> <laughs> he would think it would be blue because blue's the herding dog but if i tell coco if i tell coco to go find somebody he'll do it so he goes out there um comes back not with nico but with like four yellow jackets 
attached to him and he got completely ambushed by a yellow jacket so i don't even know where nico is i'm trying to do with this situation he brings all the yellow jackets inside because he like sprints in he's freaking out and i'm like at first i didn't know what was going on and then i saw them swarming and i was like "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh you are on your own i like ran to the bedroom and i was like oh lenny help him i was like i can't I cannot. And he had like six um, little pinchers in him that I had to pull out. I felt so bad for him. He he took me like a champ. And then finally, I like was like, okay, I'll go find Nico. So I put on my docks, I put on my hoodie, (laughs) like covered (laughs) up from head to toe. And I found the little turd. He was hiding. He was hiding? Yes, he literally is hiding in the corner. I was like, you've already started trouble. Oh my god. <laughs> that is a naughty dog. Yeah, so that's my not so good idea. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you poor doggy, poor Coco. I know I felt so bad for him, but he took it like a champ. A big boy. <laughs> Our dog has like a really bad case of chapped lips. Have your dogs oh. ever had that? Oh no. <laughs> yeah, she's so got sad. super chapped lips. And I guess it's because we live in a dry climate. Mm-hmm. Or I looked it up, that's what it said. And we give her tons of water, but she her lips are all chapped and I keep Aww. looking at her. <laughs> feeling so bad. You ever want to like peel the crust off? Oh God. Hers are like all bloody. So like, oh no, no, no! Gotta get some. We need to get you some chapstick, doggy chapstick. <laughs> Just get her some like aquifer and put it all over her lips. Yeah, I should do that. I think it's safe. I don't, I don't know. know Google it. Yeah. I would Google that one. <laughs> do you have a good idea? Um. Okay, I have two good ideas. Oh, do tell. So my first one is. I got my tires done today. Yay! So <laughs> finally, finally, hopefully this car. is the last last issue with your car. God, please pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, I over the long weekend, I like started a whole. I've been manifesting things and like getting my goals in order. You know, I have a lot of goals. Yeah. So I've been, I made like a vision board and I've been like doing manifestation practice. So that's good. I know. Can you tell us one thing you're manifesting? Um, I'm manifesting like more uh, money. (laughs) Yeah. More money, more like bringing in, you know, um, success to Eric and I and our family. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I love it. It's good to manifest. Yeah, just like things for the future and maybe like the more near future too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Thanks. Yeah, everyone needs to go out and do some manifesting. Yeah, I need to do more of that. I think my manifestation is just getting more sleep. <laughs> That's good. I need more sleep. Every morning I wake up and I'm like, I'm manifesting a nap. 
after work and never happens but i try (laughs) well it's so late that's kind of hard to take a nap i know it stinks but we our office is going to four-day work week and doing trying out summer hours oh so maybe i'll get to sleep more on the weekend so maybe i did manifest it (laughs) that's good yeah that's really good i'm excited we'll see how it goes Hmm. okay anyways so today we have a super cool guest coming on sarah anderson ceramics (laughs) (laughs) she does super fun quirky ceramic custom designs she even has her very own ceramics class where she teaches um, lessons to anyone who is wanting to learn more about ceramics um, I have to say her Instagram is amazing. She's making <laughs> reels on reels on reels. So if you want to learn more about her after this interview, hop onto her Instagram page because you'll learn a lot. <laughs> and hopefully get inspired because we definitely did. Please welcome to the Not So Good Ideas podcast, Sarah Anderson. Hi. So you're based in Indy. How long have you been for? I've been in Indy for, gosh, like three years now. So not too long, but a little bit. So I grew up like around this area, like a couple hours south. So I'm pretty familiar with the area, but like three years post-college. So Wow. I've never been there. It's honestly, you're not missing a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) Indy's great, but yeah, it is like, I mean, have you heard of the Indy 500? I've heard of that. That's that's like the one thing that we're known for. So other than that, if you don't like racing, it's like, well, (laughs) that's pretty much what you get. And corn, so yeah. And corn. Lots of corn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot of corn. It's great. (laughs) So is that your, do you have your own studio there? Yeah, so I'm at the studio I'm at right now. It's called 201 Studios. So it's like a warehouse artist basement kind of thing. So like there's 100 plus artists in this giant warehouse. There's a brewery attached, which is really cool downstairs. Um, So we're like five minutes from downtown. Um, Yeah, so I come here every day. And I just have a studio. I share it with a couple other people. And we have a kiln that we share and hang out and make work and stuff. So yeah, it's really fun. But very like unorthodox people are like wait what what do you do (laughs) (laughs) so where are you originally from how did you get um to indy what was the decision oh man (laughs) honestly i think that's a great question well so i went to school a couple hours north um and my brother moved to indy and me and him are really close so um as soon as i graduated i actually i mean he was the only person i knew here um, so I was like, yeah, cool. Like I'll move in him with him and a friend of his. And I got a job right out of school as like a studio manager for an art center. So um, I had been teaching there for a couple of years during school. And so it just kind of like fell into place. It was like a perfect full-time job, benefits, all that good stuff, like right out of school. I was like, all right, I'm going to do that and like <laughs> settle in here for a minute. So I definitely didn't think I would stay, but I love the community here. Like it is super cool and I'm all about people and building communities. So it's been really fun to like stay longer than I thought I was going to and just like meet all the people. Um, So it's been really cool for that specifically, but yeah. So 
just kind of uh-huh. ended up happening. I guess work more. I just like moved to a job. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah your studio is all spunky and fun behind <laughs> you. It's like a great <laughs> reflection of your work. Thank you. I know. I like tried. This is like a huge game changer. Like the actual studio itself. It was like, oh, and I have a bunch of plants over here in the corner of my window. So that's so cute. I love it. It's so (laughs) nice. So I can feel like I could like brand myself a little bit better with like an actual space, which was really cool. So yep, I love my studio. I don't I don't want to leave ever. It's so nice. (laughs) (laughs) How long do you spend in there typically? way too long (laughs) like like, honestly probably today I've been in here since gosh probably at least eight hours today so far Um, but typically like probably eight to ten hours almost every day but that's because I've been prepping for a show so sometimes it fluctuates but um, lately I've been in here trying to prep for a show so um, I'm going to Montana soon at, at the beginning of July to meet some friends and do uh, check out some residencies around there. So I'm trying to prep for a show before then and two shows after that. So I'm trying to like build up my stock of work before and after, which is wow, not that's fun. Crazy. <laughs> too much. <laughs> Definitely overwhelmed myself with work to do this month. But uh, yeah, so that, that was kind of fun. I feel like on top of all that, you are like all over social media doing like reels and tutorials. Yeah. Well, I'm like, that's the best part about this like space is it's allowed me to do that and like set up like a, a spot to like perform that. Um, but it's definitely, ugh, it's like exhausting <laughs> and like not at all what I expected it to be at all. Like so exhausting (laughs) not nearly it's definitely a job like for sure a job so that's been pretty crazy but social media is a lot it's yeah yeah, Brie Brie knows how it is she does all the reels for our page and I feel so bad (laughs) (laughs) not bad enough to like change it right (laughs) yeah I'm like I don't know how to do it so no no. (laughs) you're really good at I don't think you want to learn yeah (laughs) No, no. honestly don't open that can of worms we tried like to start a tiktok but Mm. there's a lot of steps so confusing i don't understand it no i don't either like i i made one and i literally it's it just seems so much different than instagram it's not i mean it's really not but like it's really not but it just seems like it that. seems so much more intimidating it's like yeah I don't yeah i don't want to do this so i'll just like repost what i post on instagram to tiktok but i do not put any effort into it at all like, <laughs> that's what i do I just <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's all you can do it's like uh, you guys are great at it good job (laughs) yeah you're doing really well like I love the reels and what like what got you what was the decision to just like start going crazy with I mean honestly great question (laughs) I don't even know like honestly half of the stuff that I've done is like (laughs) it's just kind of like happened from just like the pure sake of of just like stumbling upon things but like growing up, me and my brother made a ton of videos, just like stupid home movies and stuff. And they would always be really <laughs> short and dumb. And so I was like, oh, this is like very reminiscent of my childhood. I can just like make a bunch of dumb little <laughs> videos and maybe it'll make me some money. <laughs> and it's worked so far. So that's been cool. But honestly, 
I noticed the biggest thing, well, a couple of things switched. Like as soon as I went full-time ceramics in August of last year, I, I didn't like the reels weren't really a thing yet, but I feel like that happened like right after TikTok started becoming a thing and people were like, Oh, we have to make this a TikTok now. And I was like, oh, great. I don't know how to do any of that. <laughs> uh, so literally pictures like non-existent anymore. And that's weird. And like, if you even want to get any traction, it's like, it has to be real. I was yeah. so rebellious of that at first. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to post the stupid reel. <laughs> and then as soon as I did, it was like, oh, okay, here's like 30,000 people that want to see what you're doing on top of everybody else. So that was completely overwhelming. It was like, I still can't think about it too much because like I'll have like, I'm part of a co-op here in Indy. And so we do like things monthly and I, I teach too. So I'll just see people around every day and they'll know my life. Like they will straight up know things about me from Instagram. I'm like, oh God, so many people see this and I'm not aware of it. And so <laughs> it's overwhelming when people are like, oh, how's Pip doing? And that's my dog. I was like, how did you know that I had a dog? <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it's super crazy. But like you put it out there, so you have to expect it. Like I just was not prepared at all for that momentum <laughs> at all. So that was insane, but. I don't know if you guys remember like way back when, like when Instagram came out and you would follow people that you didn't like really know, but you mm-hmm. kind of knew. And then you would meet them and pretend like you didn't know each other, even yeah. though you guys <laughs> knew you followed each other on Instagram. Yeah. That doesn't happen yep. anymore. People were like, oh, I know you. Mm-hmm. I know all about yeah. your life. <laughs> Trust yeah, me. I knew you. everything. Yeah. It's so <laughs> weird. So unprepared. There's no That's more hilarious. like illusion of privacy. Yeah. I feel like it no. used to be an illusion of privacy. Yeah. Now people are like, oh. Always pretend. <laughs> I know where you live. And you're like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, That's so weird. It's so true. It really is. Like, oh, it's hard to hide it on my face. Sometimes I'm like, no, like I know I put it out there. Like I'd I should expect this, but I totally do not think that it's anything anybody's like dying to see or I don't know, just that imposter syndrome of like, okay, what? (laughs) Well, and then for us, we kind of like have to stalk you guys before you come Mm -hmm. on the podcast too. So I feel like we're also knowing a little bit more than we probably should. (laughs) And typically people are like a little shocked that we know something (laughs) well that makes sense though with like this type of thing it's like well I'd hope so it'd be kind of you know weird strange yeah Yeah. okay so So when a random person comes up to you (laughs) so what kind of got you like into the world of ceramics was it were you always into like making things with your hands was it Mm. something that you know triggered like a life change (laughs) no actually I did not touch art until probably my freshman year of college well I guess a little bit like the end of high school but I um I did not do any art like I was so rebellious of it I played sports I did like more active things outdoor things traveled um but I did not do any art and both of my parents are graphic artists and my brother's a videographer and does animation and stuff so um very artistic family uh, mm-hmm. but I was never I was just like I'm rebelling so hard against this like I'm not doing it um but of course I as soon as my brother went out to do animation and um I 
I didn't, I, I think I was like wanting to be a physical therapist or something very typical. I don't know. So <laughs> like, I didn't even care about that at all, but I was like, I have to do something. Um, and so I was just going to go. Um, and then my mom talked me and she was like, well, just try to make a portfolio and just like get into art school. Just try it. Like, why not? So I was like, okay, whatever. And so the last nine weeks of high school, I spent, I threw together the worst I don't know if I can cuss on here, but it was, it was shitty. It was bad. Um, but it was, it was like, like, I don't know how I got in. Like, I do not know how they looked at my stuff. I'm like, yeah, maybe she has potential, but like, it was bad. Um, but for some reason they let me in. And um, so I, like the first two years, you kind of just like start out with typical things like drawing foundations, whatever. Um, and so then I started, I think my, was it my sophomore year my junior year I started doing like 3d sculptural stuff so I was a sculpture major and so I wanted because I knew nothing so I was like I'm just going to try everything and just like go for it um so I did a lot of glass blowing a lot of welding forging castings like metal and glass were my two things and wood like furniture building Mm -hmm. so I liked large things I like to just like build a lot of like big things um and I'd I'd worked with wood growing up my dad had a workshop and so I was familiar with that so that was kind of comfortable already so metal was a big thing too. I was, I'd never worked with that or glass, uh, but I knew I was going to love ceramics. So I just like put that on the like side for a minute and I'd never thrown on the wheel. I'd never like really done anything sculptural, but I knew that's like what I liked the most, I assumed, but I was just trying to like wait until I tried these other things to make sure. And so I think it was my junior year, like at the end of junior year was probably my 2018 was um, whenever I tried wheel throwing for the first time which is what I do all the time now and um, so I started doing that and then I started doing like large ceramic sculptures and that was my thesis at the end of my last year I made like two full figure women and I welded frames together and like on the wall so I could hang them off the wall and it was like it was super intense I don't know why I decided to go big but wow it pretty hard <laughs> it was a lot of fun so like I'm just now getting like those little tube things I showed you. These are one of the first sculptural things that I've started to get like slightly back into. Um, but I think they're so, it's so fun to just like sculpt, but it's not as lucrative. Like I don't sell that as much. I did sell that thesis piece, but like that was, I spent like six months on this and made like nothing on it. So um, yeah, so that was a big sign. I was like, maybe I should do uh, something a little bit more functional. So I took a couple of residency opportunities and one in Ohio I spent uh, they had some like free resources and so I used it's like a paint for clay it's called underglaze and so I would I, I paint that on the outside of things and I was just like messing around with stuff as so I painted things and was carving away things and I really like printmaking and like like textural like materials so I was like oh I can quite carve into this and um, I didn't know that I like drawing either until I started doing, it. I was like, Oh, I can tell like stories through this and make some <laughs> narratives and just like, and I love humor. So like funny things were like a big deal to me. And so I started just like drawing these weird little characters and putting them on my pieces. And like, this one's really gross right now because I'm using it as a paint cup, but I just have my little rats. <laughs> they're just, I love those. them. They're so cute. <laughs> they're so weird, but I mean, I like them. They're fun for me, but <laughs> the, the idea behind those is like, it's like, the, it's so porcelain is the clay body that I use and it's like, it's pretty expensive. And it's like the purest form of clay. And then I'm like, what if I just put trash and sewer rats on this? I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> so, like every older ceramic artists that I talk to they're like oh okay 
<laughs> like I think it's kind of funny um so that's like I mean like a baseline of like why I started doing it I think it's funny but I think the interaction between two things is really interesting and like levels of meaning but also like depths of physical texture interesting and like relating that to each other so like I do stuff in galleries and just sell it to like normal people so a little bit of both but so that's yeah that's kind of my journey through that so far <laughs> still work on I it love, I love your like playful approach to it too yeah, I think that's what really. design and art should be it shouldn't right. be too serious and yeah. I think that's what attracts a lot of people to your work so it's yeah. really cool thank yeah. you I hope so. so you always use like bright colors I mean mm-hmm. it's like drawing people in you know thanks yeah Mm -hmm. I honestly was not I didn't do the bright colors for a minute like when I first started I was like that's gotta be like mute tones and like I gotta fit it into spaces that are like pleasing to the eye I was like you know what never mind (laughs) I just went like super bright colors like this is much better (laughs) I like it (laughs) were your parents happy that you decided to do design I think so. I think my dad was like, <laughs> like <laughs> good luck. <laughs> but my mom was like, yes, you got this. And she obviously was the one that was like, you have to do this and no matter what. And so that's been really cool. But yeah, my dad definitely was like, obviously they're both artists, so they kind of know like the struggles of it. And so he was like, oh God, good luck. <laughs> but I mean my brother he started his own business my mom owns her own business and so it just kind of like runs in the family a little bit so yeah they're both very supportive which is nice but yeah love that (laughs) my dad when I was like I'm gonna go to art school he was like why (laughs) why would you want to do that and I was like because you know and then I'd like show him my projects like my finals mm-hmm. and stuff and he was like that's really cool that's cool that's and awesome. I was like cool <laughs> you know how hard this was <laughs> <laughs> Not a, yeah that's crazy whatever yeah but yeah every day I'm like sitting at work and I'm like my kids are gonna be engineers they're gonna be doctors Mm -hmm. if they say art school I'm like nope no 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 no. (laughs) you have no idea honestly I wish they would have made like a business minor mandatory for an art degree because like what are you supposed to do with that if you don't know how to promote yourself like it's insane how much you just have to like learn on your own and just go for it you know that's so true yeah it is so do you want to walk us through like a day in your life oh gosh (laughs) sure it's more like every like I feel like I break out into like chunks of like weeks but like each day like this week or this month I've just been working on I'll start off with like the throwing process and so we'll get a lot of things thrown and then I'll put all the underglaze on it and then I'll go through and carve it and fire it. Um, and then, um, so that'll be like right before a show. And then whenever I finish a show, I'll start either planning for probably like commissions or different things like that. But mainly my big deadlines are like shows and gallery um, shows too. Uh, but during the summer, it'll be like, uh, like art fairs and craft fairs. And so I'll have like three or four like each summer to work for 
and um, that'll be like the biggest amount of like money that I get is from those um, so massive and a lot of prep work which is what I'm doing right now um, so like today I came in actually last night I was in here making those little tubes and I came in this morning was painting them and um, started carving some stuff so I'll probably carve a couple more things after this and do that but um, then I'll try ugh, emails I kind of bounce all over the place I don't have like a set schedule of anything sometimes I'm like I want to go kayak for a minute I'll just take a break and go kayak for a second <laughs> <laughs> I do that quite often that's like my moment to myself and my dog's always with me she's somewhere around here but we'll go walk or do something just like a break during the day um so yeah I I used to be way better about tracking things I'm like okay morning I'm gonna do this and this, and this. evening I'm gonna get this and this done but at this point, I'm just kind of winging it, and uh, <laughs> I definitely uh, like the not um, structured routine, so I I kind of just, um, yeah, if it pops up and it's there, I'll have, but I'm getting a lot better at, like, delegating um, when I should do what, like, I'm giving myself Sundays back. I still work on Saturday some, but, like, Sunday, I don't even check email. It's great. It's good. <laughs> trying to be better about it. But, um, yeah, mostly just uh, from, like, probably 9 to 6 or 7, I'll be in the studio just working on stuff. Um, and then I teach on Thursdays, and so I'll be at the Clay Center around here teaching most Thursdays. And, um, yeah, it's just weird. It never is the same, which is probably why I like it so much, because I, I would go insane if it was if I had to be somewhere, like, 9 to 5 every day. I would go insane because I did that and I did go insane <laughs> and I quit. <laughs> so I was like, you can't, I can't yeah. do that anymore. We are so, guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, but there's not, I mean, it was very comfortable and it helped like me get to where I am now. But yeah, as soon as I figured out, I was like, man, I could probably do this like uh, full time. Was, as soon as I thought that, I was like, yeah, we're going to start working towards that because I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's like the biggest challenge that you find say working for yourself or like you know you're the only one you're reporting back to or mm-hmm. you know something doesn't get done it's on you you can't blame anybody else <laughs> I'm guilty yep that sucks um yeah yep I do that <laughs> I, I definitely blame myself for a lot of things I yeah, something, I guess, what was the question? Is like, if like I, what's, what do you find is the most difficult thing about working for yourself? Mm, ah, yeah. Honestly, what you said is like, oh. who, who am I going <laughs> to complain to? That's pretty rough. Um, and I'm pretty like strict on myself. Actually, it's probably maybe even the opposite of like, it's I'm the one I'm working for. So like, that's why I don't take time off. I'm like, well, you don't do it nobody else is gonna do it you know so trying to balance that back and forth of like taking enough time for yourself but also trying to bust it and like get it done but yeah yeah (laughs) taking taking time for myself allowing myself a day off that's hard that is extremely difficult so yep that's the hardest thing (laughs) (laughs) sounds like it yeah Uh today and yesterday for sure (laughs) so but yeah What's it like um, being on the teaching side of it and teaching other mm. people? That's a great question. I um, I recently just started teaching at 
again at this uh, art center it's called fountains workplace center um and so i'm teaching two classes every thursday so not terrible but i used to be teaching at a different art center that i was managing the studio of i would teach like two classes every single day maybe three classes every day and like on top of all of these other things mm-hmm. so it was like i don't know at least 30 hours of teaching on top of my like you know regular like 50 hour work week so it was that was insane Crazy. that was really dumb <laughs> <We're> <laughs> all, like that's what I am. um so i've scaled way back after i quit that i was like i need a break i just need to like chill so i took at least uh, five or six months off uh, yeah yeah at least that end of that year um just like not teaching anymore and then so covid changed everything so like uh teaching virtually now is a huge thing and uh, I've gotten a lot of opportunities from that and um I did I don't know if you guys saw this on social media or whatever but I uh, took a trip with my friend that works in the studio with me um and my dog and I bought a trailer and we went out to Sacramento California um and so I got to teach virtually while I did that. And that's how I made my income. Like on that trip, I could take a month off and I could still like teach and make some money. So that's been crazy cool. And like, obviously COVID is horrible, but it's brought a lot of really cool opportunities like into the world now. It's like changed how we work, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's been like a really weird thing is teaching virtually. And so this fall, I'm trying to do some new stuff where I can, um, like do like a master class for beginner throwers and just kind of put that out into the world and whoever wants to download it can like do that and get some passive income that way so um, at least it's not all in person I can have like three or four different ways of teaching um, and I do like private lessons and stuff like that but I really enjoy the in-person classes with like eight weeks so I can get to know people um, but yeah virtual teaching has been like really weird but cool so I <laughs> I honestly don't know if I prefer it but it's a lot easier definitely so awesome yeah yeah, yeah it's been fun. a master class is like a great idea yeah, yeah <laughs> I am like yeah I had a like my brother's a videographer and so he's like yeah let's sit down like set it up and blah blah, blah. like this is gonna be so much work like in the prep phase of it so that's why I'm like I've got it like somewhat planned out and I've got some people interested I'd like have a little email list for it but actually making it is gonna be kind of rough it's gonna be like a long thing so we'll see how it ends up but I'm hoping that it'll pay off later right now I'm like (laughs) yeah but but yeah we'll see awesome So you said you weren't ever really into design to begin with. So what would you say your style derived from? Like, what were you inspired by in Mm. terms of your work? Yeah, that's a good question, too. (laughs) Um, I've not thought about that. Um, So the the technique that I use is called scraffito. So it's the Italian word for scratching. Um, So it's literally like a a relief. Um, And so... I honestly like if I look at something and I'm and I'm like wow I know exactly how that person did that like immediately right off the bat it's a little like I I think there's still like beautiful things out there but for me like I don't want to do that doesn't inspire me as much and so seeing something where I'm like oh there's so many levels to that or there's so many like deep deep things to that piece like either figuratively or you know like physically um 
I think that's really interesting. And so um, trying to do like the hardest thing, I think is probably something that inspires me a lot. (laughs) Um, And so uh, we started, I think there was a project in school that was about Scrofito probably my junior year. Um, I did that towards the end and I was like, oh, this is like a really cool way to show like both 3D and 2D because I was a sculpture major at the time. So I took a lot of photography and printmaking and then also like sculptural things and three-dimensional things. So I was like, that's an interesting idea of like combining those two and seeing things that were done that way. Whenever I had that one project, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Um, So I think that was, that was probably the start of it of like just seeing that one um, and also just being like a very historical thing. Like it's been there like around forever. Um, Like I didn't make it up. (laughs) Definitely didn't make it up. (laughs) So um, taking that and just running with it and making new things from things, you know, it's what all art is, is everything's been done. It feels like, so just taking your spin on it. But, um, but yeah, I think that was probably, um, something that inspired me the most and um, I mean I, I really like prints a lot um, and and different things because that's what most people think my work is like from a woodcut or like a relief print um, but I think if I can just get like a um, like a texture from something I think that's pretty cool um, and then also just sculpturally anything that I'm like I, I like going like three or four layers into something of like I spent probably eight hours yesterday in these stupid tubes. I don't, I don't know why <laughs> I shouldn't have spent that long on them, but um, I, I went through like three or four different ways to make it. And I use like different tools to make different things look different ways. Um, and just, I think it's fun to make clay look like something that's not clay, but it's still clay. And so I think, I think that was a fun challenge. So I think making things look like other things and like finding that challenge of like looking at something and be like, oh, I have no idea how they put that together, how that was even done. I think that's kind of fun. Um, Giving that challenge to myself has been a big inspiration too. So, yeah. Awesome. I can see that. It keeps it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like your work definitely doesn't, like you can tell if you've got your whole spin on it. Like you, mm-hmm. some people may not even think like that's made of like that's ceramic, that's made of clay mm-hmm. until they yeah. took a closer look. So yeah, some people like when they pick up the piece too, they're like, oh, it's like totally not what I thought it would feel like. Like yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> <I> like. <laughs> yeah, you're an illusionist. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> Um, I was just going to say, do you have a, maybe a not so good idea that you want to share with everyone? Yeah. Like relating to art or just like life? And Whatever. Literally. Whatever. Mm. <laughs> maybe I'll give you like one not clay related, maybe one clay related. Okay. Um, well, the other day, I think a not so good idea is trying to pee while you're on a paddleboard, like in, <laughs> while you're like on it. <laughs> I would not do that. <laughs> you will fall off. <laughs> you will fall off in the water. If <laughs> 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 you tried it, uh, prompt you, but it's not for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's probably about like not clay related. Um, let's see. Not a good idea, clay related. Um, oh gosh, there's a real bad. I didn't do it. Um, but uh, 
I was at the studio I was at a couple years ago and I had a you have different clay bodies that fire to different temperatures and so some are like uh, you put them in like a low lower fire firing um and so somebody brought in some like really low fire stuff like it wasn't supposed to go like above a certain thing and they didn't know that and I was firing something like I fired uh, like all the kilns and like we didn't go that low and so they shouldn't have brought that clay in there but they brought the clay in and they just like put it in the kiln and like when I opened the kiln just like a complete puddle of clay Uh. and glaze inside the kiln I was like what did I do? It wasn't it. It was like within my first six months of working there, I was like, oh my gosh, I've destroyed this kiln. Oh, so wow. yeah, no, I would tell all newbie ceramic people, definitely check uh, what you're doing before you do it. Make sure you've got the right stuff. <laughs> oh my God. Bad. Yeah. Wow. A couple, couple so, not so good ideas. Those are good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. What about, do you have any good ideas? Mm, yes. Very bad <laughs> <and> before you. <laughs> uh, let's see, a good idea. Honestly, get a dog if there's ever a pandemic. I went and got a dog at the very beginning of the pandemic, and 10 out of 10 would recommend. Or 9 out of 10 would recommend. It was kind of rough because she was a puppy, and that was crazy. Um, but yeah. And then clay related, I'll do another one too. A good idea with clay. <laughs> um, honestly, huh, I'm like a zero to a hundred kind of person. And so I think I would have like told myself things. Like, I'm glad I did it how I did it. Um, but if people are like waiting on something or if you're just like being very passive with something and it's like your passion, don't be passive with your passion. That's a good idea. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I'm just you should put that on a rug. <laughs> yeah, like, just grab that in. Yeah, <laughs> I like that a lot. That's, idea. Yeah, that's Thanks. great. I can see that in your work. You're like Thanks. throwing it out to the world. Like you there need you to go. see this. Run with it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We know oh, you're yeah. busy. You're prepped oh, no. for your show. Oh, um, do you want to plug yourself a little bit? Let everybody know how they can find you. Heck yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it's, I feel like everything is just Sarah Anderson ceramics, not Sarah Anderson comics, because that is different. <laughs> and we're very similar names because everyone tags me and her stuff. So not that one. I'm Sarah Anderson ceramics. Um, and so that's my website, Instagram, TikTok, if you feel like looking that up, but I don't get on that much. Um, but, <laughs> and I sell in a lot of galleries and shops around, but the, all that info is on my Instagram and website. So, Sarah Anderson Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It was super nice to meet y'all. You Thank too. You. We'll have to have you on again. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Let me know whenever I'm finished with this show. I'll be like, oh, I need a break. Talk to yeah. people. Yeah. Just call us. We can chat. <laughs> yeah. You got to tell us good. about it. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta let you know. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Well, we really hope you guys like this episode and um, make sure to follow us on our Instagram at notsogood.ideas. And if you're an artist or a designer, feel free to reach out to us and maybe you can come on the podcast and be a guest. Our email is notsogoodideaspodcast at gmail.com and all of our podcast episodes come out on Thursday. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.